0: Welcome to Crazier. I'm new to podcast, but I do love the idea. I am Ross Miles. I live in Essex, England. I have written a sci-fi fantasy called Turing, a planet inhabited by a creed that was tempted to change other planets' fate and how far their temptation will lead them. I've also written a romantic novel called Voiceless Naivety, a story where I try to say, if the incomprehensible happens, then that fact has to be understood, because it is an important module in the course of love, if love is what you want. I have also a few manuscripts for theatrical plays in my laptop drives, but we are in a pandemic so they might stay there for a long time. I might turn them into a podcast sometime in the future, who knows. The sudden changes brought on by the first lockdown in March last year forced me to abandon writing. On rare occasion when I faced my laptop at home nothing worth writing down came to mind. I wondered if I were facing my first writer's block. And that's what I I got interested in podcasts and I'm back writing to prepare enough material for my first attempt. In my channel. I will be only expressing my thoughts as a novice. Sometimes I wonder if podcasts are just another form of uh, preaching the established yarn, maybe. And who cares, there must be uh, millions of other people looking for something more than that. And for those who who are looking for uh, something more than that in a platform like podcast I hope they enjoy free thoughts and the dynamics of free thoughts and the beauty of free thoughts Why did I choose to call my channel a Well we're living in times when it is better to toe the established line than stick to our judgment We have to overlook pollution, for example, because we need a job. We have to look away from the horrors of wars, because selling weapons is profitable business. We have to endure lies from our supposedly trusted news channels, just so they could silence any dissent. So a crazy 80s. On my first podcast, I wanted to share with you a story called birthday present. You can listen to it as a bedtime story with your children or just enjoy it while you are driving. And here it is. The birthday present. Long, long time ago a young boy wanted to get his mum a birthday present. She was sad and worried because his dad had gone to hunt with a group of men from his tribe and they were expected to be back a week or so ago, but they have not showed up. The boy was having a stroll around the market when he heard a storyteller talking about a winter flower in the woodland nearby, and he also held a painting of the mystical flower. The boy was fascinated by its beauty, The following day, he set off to search for the winter flower because he thought it would make an ideal birthday present for his mum. He looked for it all day long, and he couldn't find any. He sat down near a tree and rested his back on its trunk. He didn't want to go home empty-handed, but he had looked everywhere for the winter flower with no avail. Suddenly, a big white rabbit popped out from a hole in the ground and stared at him. Why are you sad? she asked. The boy told her his reason, and the rabbit really wanted to help him out. Follow me, she said, and she disappeared back in her warren. The boy looked in the hole, and was not convinced he should go in after her. The rabbit popped out from another hole. I thought you are following me. The boy ran to her and by the time he got there the rabbit came out from another hole in the distance. The boy started to laugh and kept following her until they reached a the thicket. There is a magic flower in the middle of that thicket. You go and get it. I'll wait for you here, said the rabbit. The boy went on his knees I looked through the thicket, he pushed some branches out of the way and saw a magnificent pearly white spherical shaped flower, just like the one he saw in the painting. He stretched his arm and he was barely able to grab its stem, then stretched a bit further just to get a better grip on it and finally the flower was in his hand. He was so happy. The rabbit led him back where she met him and he got home from there just before dark. He hid the flower outside behind a pile of wood and went to bed. The following day, his mum woke him up very early. He opened his eyes gradually, but when he saw the worried look on his mum's face, he sat up in bed. What's the matter, mum? he asked quickly. You have brought. A winter flower to our house. I smelt it as soon as I woke up, his mother replied. The boy sensed that it was a wrong thing to do. His eyes were wide open and kept staring at his mum. I want you to take it back where you found it and leave it there. It is bad luck to have a winter flower at home. The boy jumped out of his bed and got dressed very quickly. He picked the flower and headed for the woodland. He got as far as where he met the white rabbit. He sat down and put his back on the tree just like he did the day before. His eyes were fixed on the warren where the white rabbit came out from. The boy needed to see the rabbit because he couldn't remember how to get to the thicket. He waited and waited, but there was no sign of the white rabbit. He decided to find the thicket alone. He walked for ages until he reached the end of the woodland. The boy started to cry as all hopes of finding the thicket were gone. He sat heavily at the foot of a hill and cried. Suddenly the boy felt the ground was shaking. He looked around him as fear gripped him hard, then glanced behind him and saw a large giant, smiling. The boy's fear disappeared almost instantly. Why are you crying, young man? The giant asked. The boy started to tell him his story. The giant picked him up and put him on his shoulder so he could hear him. I'll walk you to the thicket. Your mother is right about the flower. It carries the spirit of sorrow. And that's why. It is hidden in such hard place to find, the giant explained. I can't thank you enough, gentle giant, but my mum's birthday is tomorrow. It will be dark soon, so I won't be able to give her anything as a present. The giant hurried his stride. Oh, look, the thicket is over there. He carefully put the boy down on the ground. Take that flower back. I'll wait for you here. The boy held the flower in his hand and ran as fast as he could. He put it in the middle of the ticket and went back to the giant. The big man lowered his hand to the boy to jump on, then put him on his shoulder. Oh, don't die it. I'm going to run back to my heel, the giant said. Oh, but I want to go home, said the boy. I'll take you there. Don't worry the giant promised. The boy gripped the giant's skin as hard as he could. The giant ran fast and the boy had to hold even tighter. He was relieved when they reached the hill because the giant started to walk as he climbed. I'm going to take you to my home, said the giant. The boy remained quiet. Suddenly He saw a colourful clearance in the middle of a cluster of tall conifer trees. ''What is that?'' the boy shouted with surprise. ''That's my home, where all my family live,'' the giant replied. ''Oh, it's so pretty,'' the boy said. The giant lowered the boy to the ground. ''Run, young man, run and feel the magic of my home. The boy couldn't believe the size of the flowers and their beautiful colours. He started to run and he enjoyed the cold chill on his face. He felt as if his strength has doubled and he can run faster than ever. But the boy had to stop running when he saw a very large flower, almost as big as his door at home. It was bright red and yet in its centre it was so black, a deep blue on the edges of its petals, shone in the sun. The giant started to pick up the brightest flowers. You are going to take these home with you. Your mum would love them as a present. "Uh, I don't think I can carry them, the boy said. No time to worry about that. Jump on my hand and let's get you back home before it gets too dark. The winter sun was setting fast. By the time they got to the edge of the boy's village, it was pitch dark. Run to your home. I have put some magic on the flowers so they feel light in your arms. The boy was all smiles. Thank you, giant. Thank you so much. Hurry home. Your mother is probably worrying about you. The boy held the flowers in his arms as they shrank into normal-sized ones. He ran as fast as he could go. When he got home, he hid them behind a pile of wood, and he walked in his house with a big, beaming smile on his face. I was beginning to worry about you, his mum said. He ran to her and put his arms around her waist. Sorry, mum, he said, and smiled in the hope she would forgive him. Don't do it again, especially when your dad is away. He looked at her and he was still hugging her. I promise I won't do it again, mum. Good. Now go and fetch the bread. We'll have some dinner. The boy was very hungry. He ate quickly and started to feel tired soon afterwards. His mother covered him with a blanket and he went to sleep. Early in the morning, the boy heard some noises outside. He got up to have a look, but it was still dark. Suddenly, his back door opened. Oh, Dad! he shouted. His mum heard him and came running. She was so overwhelmed by surprise, when she saw her husband, she threw her arms wide open and gave him a big happy smile. She made the fire to warm the place up and started to cook breakfast. Could you get me some more wood? She asked her husband. The boy wanted to go so he could give his mum her present. You are not going out, his father said. It's so cold out there. I'll go because I'm still dressed. The boy sighed with disappointment and sat next to his mum. The father walked in the flower in his arms. He was completely stunned how they got there. But his wife thought it was her birthday present, and was very pleased. She leapt on her husband. Thank you, thank you, these are so lovely. And she kissed him all over his face. This must be the most wonderful birthday present I've ever had. Her husband was still at loss. I have never brought you these flowers, he confessed, and hugged his wife to make her feel a bit better. Then he explained. These are very rare flowers. They grow in a hidden land where the giant live. No man can get in there. The mother stopped smiling. Well, if you didn't get them, who did then? The husband shook his head and said, I found them behind a pile of wood. I was totally surprised how they got there. I put them there to hide them from my mum, the boy said. His mum and dad looked at him in a state of astonishment. His mother walked closer to the boy. You got me the flowers? she asked. The boy nodded. She hugged him closer to her. But your dad said no man can get to the land where these flowers grow. So how did you get there? Oh, one of the uh, giants took pity on me when I was lost in the woodland. He helped me find the thicket to return the winter flowers and when I told him I was looking for a present for my mum he took me to his home and gave me these flowers. He said they are good luck ones. Oh yes, they sure li- They are, his mum said. They brought your dad back home to us, safe and sound. She hugged her boy tighter and her eyes filled with tears of joy. She was so proud of her son. Since that day, and once a year on his mother's birthday, giant started to bring samples of their flowers to show the villagers. It became a gift-exchanging festivity that everyone looked forward to.